Thoughts are things. Welcome to Thoughts Are Things. I'm Jonathan Zenz. Well, this has been a wonderful weekend. I have felt magnificent exuberance and joyful expectation. I've also felt some sorrow. I've run the gamut of emotion. I want to start with today and move back to yesterday. Today was the second small group meeting of Tucson New Thought. Today was steeped in the exuberance. Today is a day that I am reminded of what I'm here to do in this world. I know that I have arrived in the right place at the right time for the next step in my own personal spiritual evolution. For that, I am truly grateful. I'm grateful to hear the birds. I'm grateful to feel the wind on my face and stand in the sunshine. I am grateful for the new community that is unfolding here in the desert. I am grateful for the openness and vulnerability shared today and for the loving kindness that permeated the conversation. Community is so important in healing, and healing has unfolded today. Healing was also a big part of yesterday's activities. Yesterday, frankly, I felt some sorrow. I felt sorrow around what has led up to the necessity of what happened yesterday. And yet, I felt great expectation for what is unfolding. I decided to spend most of my day yesterday listening. I chose not to speak too much because, frankly, it didn't matter what I had to say in the experience I was having. Yesterday was all about the voices of those whom we tend to cast aside, as if their voice, their opinion doesn't matter. It does matter. And yesterday, they spoke loud and clear. I participated yesterday in the local March for Our Lives here in Tucson. March for Our Lives was an event that was organized by students all across the nation to stand up for change, and this event here was one of hundreds that took place all over the country. What needs change? The gun laws. It's pretty simple. The mission and focus of March for Our Lives is to demand that a comprehensive and effective bill be immediately brought before Congress to address these gun issues. So this is a bit of what I was immersed in yesterday. The event had some deep poignancy here in Tucson. This community was dramatically affected by gun violence on January 8, 2011, when U.S. Representative Gabby Giffords was holding a public event. At this event, a man shot 33 rounds of ammunition within 20 seconds, killing six people and wounding 13 others. Among the wounded was Gabby, as well as Ron Barber, the father of a woman with whom I went to high school. Yesterday, his granddaughter, Tilly Douglas, addressed a crowd of over 8,000 marchers. 
She's only 14, but spoke so eloquently about her feelings of the experience that she had when she was just six years old. I think there's value in letting you hear her in her own words. Before this, I knew very little of the violence that was spreading in our country. I remember going to see him in the ICU a couple of days after the shooting. I was terrified, not knowing what to expect. My only knowledge of guns came from cartoons where everyone was fine a second later. I remember going into his room, not sure what to do or say. He had so many tubes in his arms and tubes coming out of his face. His face was bandaged where one bullet had struck him. His neck was swollen and his leg was bandaged where another bullet had severed a large vein, almost causing him to bleed out. He didn't look like the grandfather I had known who would take us out for breakfast every Saturday. He looked like a completely different person. My little cousin, who was only two at the time, came in to see him and just repeated, I don't like it, I don't like it. Imagine trying to explain what a shooting is to a two-year-old, having to explain that there were people that disturbed in the world who wanted to hurt and kill. No child should have to go through this. No parent should have to say their final goodbyes to their children. No person should be killed for no reason other than the fact that another person wanted to kill. I remember seeing a picture of the shooter a couple of years later and being terrified of him. Terrified that there was a person who could do such a thing and that it wasn't just a story, that it was real. He shot 19 people with 33 bullets in less than 20 seconds. Us students, we shouldn't be afraid to go to school and our parents shouldn't be afraid that they won't see us again after dropping us off at school or saying goodbye before we leave. Students' main priority should be to learn. We shouldn't also have to worry about our safety while at school. We need this to stop. We need common sense gun laws, including universal background checks for all gun purchases. Reduced gun magazine sizes. And we need a system to take guns away from people that could be harmful to themselves or others. There have been 19 school shootings in 2018. That's 19 shootings in less than four months. How many more people need to die before we make these changes? The students in Florida have marched, rallied, lobbied, and have won some victories. We need to do that here and in Congress. I join, I join with you and students all over Tucson, Arizona, and the country. Enough is enough. Enough is definitely enough. So how do we make positive change in this? Frankly, the youth are showing the way to change. What I am particularly inspired by is that they are standing for something. While it is ostensibly against gun violence, the primary point of view that I experienced yesterday was one of what can be done. These kids are not complaining. They are requiring action. They're requiring forward momentum. And they are evolving a conversation that has been stuck in neutral for far too long. In Ernest Holmes' final sermon by the sea, he said this, Find me one person who is for something, 
and against nothing, who is redeemed enough not to condemn others out of the burden of his soul, and I will find another Savior, another Jesus, and an exalted human being. Any of us can be this if we decide to be this. There is no limitation on what may be except the limitations we hold firm to in mind. The youth I experienced yesterday, well, they are unburdened by the limitations that so many of us as adults have embodied. It really is time we took a cue from them. This brings me back to today and a part of the conversation that resonated for so many who were present in the small group gathering. The conversation turned to this idea, the difference between blame and responsibility. See, blame and responsibility are not the same. Blame keeps us rooted in the past, and responsibility is taking action now to move boldly into the future. This is the power we have as divine beings, is to take action and move boldly forward, creating the lives we have always wanted to create. So stand up for what is constructive. Stand up for peace. Stand up for joy. Stand up for love. Let all the things that seem unlike these things melt away and return to the nothingness from which they sprang. It all starts in mind, and you are in charge of your mind, so choose to use it wisely. Thoughts Are Things is an independently produced podcast. You can check out my blog, sign up for regular updates, or leave a comment on what you've heard today by visiting jonathanzens.com. Also, check out the latest on the development of the spiritual community I am founding in Tucson, Arizona, by liking our page on Facebook. Use the search function on Facebook and look up the page by typing in Tucson New Thought. Finally, my book, Thoughts Are Things, is now available on Amazon.com. Just look up Jonathan Zenz at Amazon and order your copy today.